Hello everyone and welcome to episode 562 of So You Want to Be a Writer, the podcast that's all about writing and publishing. My name's Valerie Koo. I'm CEO of the Australian Writer Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses, and I'm your host. What have you been up to this week? I have been busy with some of our wonderful students. We run industry author events where students in our Write Your Novel program and Edit Your Novel program get to meet published authors and publishers in the industry. So they get to ask all their curly questions and about writing and find out some great insights from people who are right in the heart of the industry. So that's been great to be able to host some of those events. And in this episode of So You Want to Be a Writer, you're going to meet somebody who has entered the industry a bit more recently. In fact, I just love her story of reinvention because as you'll hear, our author was in a career that wasn't quite the right fit for her anymore. And she was proactive in taking the steps she needed in order to reinvent herself as a picture book author and a copywriter. I personally found her story really inspiring, and I hope you do too. But before we meet her, here's a quick message about just one of the courses she did with the Australian Writers' Centre that resulted in her book deal. This podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, a world leader in writing courses. If you'd love to create your own picture book, a popular five-week course in writing picture books will show you how. In less than a few hours a week, you'll discover what you need to know about point of view in a picture book, structure and pace, as well as language and rhythm, finding the right voice, working with illustrators, publishing options and much more. Complete it online for ultimate convenience and receive personalised tutor feedback on your writing. Find out more at writerscentre.com.au slash picturebooks. Today, I'm talking to Heidi Walkinshaw. A couple of years ago, Heidi decided she wanted to make some changes in her life. She decided to explore the world of picture books, and then she got a book deal for Some Fish Have Moustaches, which is out now. But then along the way, she decided that she wanted to leave the busy corporate career she had been building for decades, and she did a copywriting course. That changed everything. And Heidi now has a busy copywriting business, which she does in conjunction with her work as a children's author. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heidi. Thank you, Valerie. It's been fantastic to be invited on. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, to have a chat because I'd love to give listeners an idea of your journey to publication. But let's first uh, talk about what has been published, which is your picture book, Some Fish Have Mustaches, which is so great, authored by you and illustrated by Michelle Strike. Um It's such a gorgeous book and such a gorgeous story. So congratulations, firstly. For people who haven't got it yet, um, can you tell us what it's about and what inspired you to write it? 
<laughs> sure. Uh, so it is a book about fish of different shapes and sizes. So a fun and quirky way to explore the different types of fish that there are in the ocean from those that are you know, deep at the bottom of the ocean with lights on their head to ones that swim above the waves and the big fish and round fish and fish of all shapes and sizes and those that have moustaches. So there are some fish that have moustaches. And um, the book idea came from a conversation with my seven year, then seven-year-old. She's now 10. It also came at a time when um, our family needed laughter more than anything. And she was very, very inquisitive, asking questions about why our goldfish, Mustachio, um, who she called him Mustachio, and why he happened to have a moustache. Just goldfish will often have little imprints or they've, they've markings and colourings. And it was just a conversation over dinner. And I said, well, some fish have moustaches. And it was the idea just came from then. I looked across the table at my husband and he went, you could do something with that. So um, it was something that was born out of probably the most ordinary over dinner conversation. And it expanded from there. So over months working out, editing, putting it together, thinking about, okay, what kind of fish are there? And I've got, in my even going back to my notebooks, I keep notebooks full of ideas. Um, it was going in a different direction. Maybe it's around, is it about fish or is it about different animals and their different markings and things? And then eventually it, it came together as um, fish or celebrating different types of fish and keeping it with that kind of theme and, and those that have moustaches. So, um, yeah, so it sort of came from a very ordinary conversation. And, um, <laughs> did did you always want to be a children's author or a picture book author? Not necessarily a picture book author. I always wanted to write. I always wanted to be an author. But it was one of those things that I grew up in a small town outside the Hunter Valley, a little country town. And it wasn't, well, I studied writing and, and English in high school and had, I do remember I had a, a high school teacher Mrs. Um, Deans, who was amazing in terms of encouraging that writing side of things. I think sometimes we look back and and think about those people that have inspired you or, or have encouraged you, especially teachers in, in life. And I remember then thinking I could do something with this, but then in a small, especially small country town, you need to go and get a job and <laughs> go into different things. And for me, I, I went into the business world, but it was something that I always sort of thought of that I'd love to be able to write. I'd love to and continue to write and fill ideas in notebooks, um, especially when it came to children's books. So a middle grade manuscript idea I've had that I've been working away of and adding bits and pieces to for the last sort of 15 years. And I thought that that's where I wanted to go. And it wasn't until um, I was studying at university, I was doing a psychology degree um, and decided <laughs> I needed something um, a little bit more, something to feed that creative energy, I suppose, that I just kept coming back to. And uh, I'd come across the writing picture books course with the Australian Writers' Centre and just kind of thought, you know what, what if I've got some uh, some time over the summer summer period, summer break, I, I might as well give it a go and see what, what where it goes or if I like it. And it was almost as if opening up a completely different side to my brain or uh, my creative energy that I had probably suppressed for so long. And I just loved it. And I loved the idea of 
um, you know, putting together things that that children will love and give them laughter and, and encourage them into a space where they can become lifelong learners. So um, I think that's where I started to go with picture books. And I think that that's something that I kind of think into the future, uh, I would love to continue writing is just to encourage children to you know, read uh, and, and to love reading and they all get something out of laughter from those picture books and reading and I see how much joy even from my own kids um, just how much it, it can build that connection with picture books and, and learning so um, that's yeah. I, think I love that I love that I think that um, I think it's great that you were it's not like you were going oh my god I, I'm definitely know I want to be a picture book author you were just doing the course to see if you would like it and you know you may have liked it you may not have liked the process of picture books but then it was like this magical opening of this whole new world so how did then so you have the conversation with your with your kid about the fish and the moustaches (laughs) then what's the can you talk us through the timeline of that sort of like when did that happen when did you actually then decide I'm going to write the manuscript and how long did that take and then the process after that until publication? So I think I wrote the initial manuscript in uh, around about three to four weeks because it was due for a, a uni assignment. Uh, and I thought, well, okay, I'll submit it and see what kind of feedback I get from it. And from my uni professor had come back and said, you know what, this is actually pretty good. And so you think, okay, all right, that's 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 not too bad. But his feedback was, it's good, but it needs some editing. So I spent time over um, the next few months putting it to get editing and looking at it and fine-tuning it and overthinking it probably way too much uh, till it got to the point where I thought, you know what, I, I should probably try and submit this. Maybe, maybe I could try and submit this. So I started to research, looking at some of the blogs that I found, especially um, still getting the newsletters. I think I, I, there was um, something that had come out about with the Australian Writer Centre about different places that offer public, you know, that you can submit for publication. So I started to pull some research together around who might be a good fit or who I might like to submit it out to. And then um, I, this was over a period of probably six, eight months, it was procrastinating and putting it off and going, should I or shouldn't I? What should I do here? Uh, And then at that time, I also, we were in going into lockdown periods and things as well. And then I found out I was pregnant. Uh, so things kind of slowed um, from that period. But I thought, you know what, I'll just put it out there and let's just see what happened. Put it out to a few different pub- publishers and heard nothing back, you know, and I, I'm assuming as all. So when was this approximately? So this would have been in 2020. So this would have been the start of 2020. I wrote the manuscript in 2019, end of 2019. And then the start of 2020 um, was when I'd started to edit it a bit more. And then from probably mid-year 2020 was when I'd started to put it out to publishers. I submitted to a firm uh, in October of 2020 and you put it out there in the world and think, okay, I wish in a prayer, let's just put it out and see what happens. Um, and again, with all of the, like all of them, you kind of don't hear anything back. 
Uh, I had my second baby in February of 2021. And then when she was six weeks old, I received an email from Coral from a firm uh, telling me that they were really interested in talking to me further about some fish. Um, They loved it, thought it was really funny and uh, would love to explore the concept with me more. I still remember receiving that email from them sitting on our sofa and my husband sitting with a tiny newborn baby on his chest sleeping and me letting out this almighty excited scream oh "Oh my god this is thinking (laughs) and him looking at me and going can you not you know wake this child we've just gotten to as any new parent knows in those early days you don't wake a sleeping baby um so them saying to me let's um let's organize to meet up and from my training, I suppose, and and being in the business world, you never turn down a meeting. No matter no matter what happens in life, you just you just have to do. You have to go. Uh, and Meg and Tash were actually in Sydney, visiting Sydney um, for a book. Uh, I think it may have been something for CBCA, and asked if we wanted if I would be happy to have a catch up for a coffee to talk about it more. So got myself all, you know, organized and made up. And I'm not looking like someone who's got an eight week old at home by this point. Um, and go, went in and had a meeting with them and had coffee uh, in the city and um, city of Sydney, I should say. And it's, yeah, having that conversation with them. And I still remember um, leaving that meeting after talking with Tash and Meg and heading back down the, the lift from where we were and Tash saying to me, where are you off to now? And me saying, I'm actually going home to breastfeed. I have an eight week old at home and her saying, oh my God, like, why did you, we could have done this online. It would have been completely fine. Um, And so, you know, you, you put so put together for someone who has an eight week old at home and yeah, from there, the the manuscript went to um, acquisitions, Uh, hearing back from them several weeks later to say, look, we love it. We'd love to publish it and going backwards and forwards from there uh, until so it was. W- w- when are we at uh, by this so point? We're now at, we're now mid year 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it would have been, I think I signed the contracts. It would have been in the, I met with them in April. So it would have been May or June that I signed the con June, I think signed the contracts 2021. Uh, and then it was released on the 30th of June, 2023. Wow, how great. And how? where were you when you had it in your hands for the first time? Uh, I was in, our, again, again in our living room. I think it, it arrived, uh, the uh, copies from the publisher arrived um, one evening on my way home from my, my husband had said, oh, there's a package here for you. And bringing the box inside and and opening it almost doing part of you guys do I should I be doing an unboxing here should I be doing something you know fancy I know it's this is where it's coming from uh and but then just opening it and you know the kids rifling through the styrofoam (laughs) balls to get uh to pull the books out and just that feeling especially after so long and having seen such a lengthy process with it and I think I joked um, to a couple of people you know getting a book to publication especially a children's picture book to publication is longer than the time that an elephant is pregnant like it is just such a long 
period of time. Um, but then feeling it, the physical copies in my hands were just this sort of magical, oh, my gosh, it, we, we've got here. It's this existence and it's just like the most amazing feeling in the world to finally have it in your hands and look at it. And I think I just sat there for quite some time grinning. Yes. How awesome. What's the plan now? Are you wanting to write more picture books or yeah, what are you going to be doing? Yes. So the plan is to write more picture books. So I have four manuscripts out on submission at the moment uh, and I'm continuing to write more um, at every time I kind of come up with an idea I start to jot it down I have a ridiculous amount of notebooks that I I'm sure um that there is a much better way an organization system of keeping some of the notes that I have but between notes on my phone and notes in physical note notebooks uh and then the manuscripts that are sitting on my desktop um, so I've got even on the go right now there's three different children's picture book manuscripts that are sitting on my desktop with different ideas that I will add to as I'm um as I'm going. So the plan is to continue to hopefully get more published um, and and just continue to work on them and and get them out there in the world. So um, And so you, somewhere along the way you thought, so you did the course writing picture books. Um, what did you, what was the most useful thing that you got out of that course? I think one of the biggest things I got out of that course was how to structure the picture books and not knowing, especially not knowing too. So I, if I go back to some ideas that I'd had prior to uh, doing that course uh, and, and something that, that I'd written, it's, it's almost, it's almost embarrassing <laughs> when you go back to those original kind of sketches, not, not understanding how to, you know, the layout of how a picture book should work, uh, how to put things together, how to, you know, make it more coherent. And especially when it comes to being succinct with what you're putting into those pages, because you've only got a limited amount of words, usually under 250 words that, that most publishers will want you to have, you have to be really concise. And children's attention spans are so um, quick, they'll find something else. So it's to keep their attention and keep them going. That that was one of the biggest, those are the biggest things I think is that structure and learning the tools that you need to get those concepts from here onto the page and make it sound coherent and cohesive so that it can, you know, potentially go out into the world. Uh, and I think the biggest thing that that kind of gave me the confidence to, to, to think that and explore the fact that maybe I can write, maybe I can actually do this while it's been a pipe dream for so long and I've been writing since I was you know, a teenager, probably earlier since I was nine or 10 or whatever, um, I can I can actually do this. And it encouraged me then to have a complete change in my career. So when I'd been in the corporate space, I think um, I, I was at a point where I, I needed a change. Um, I changed my, I kept my psychology major, but then uh, did a writing minor and things like that as well. So it encouraged that side of it. But then I found the copywriting essentials um, course at the Australian Writers' Centre and with Bernadette and that course opened up a whole new avenue, I suppose, of, of going, right, okay, well, while 
writing books is is a much more long burn process you need to pay the bills this is this is something that I can use some of those skills that I've got and I got so much out of that course again from the fact that I could then build a a business and I eventually changed so the start of last year it's 2022 um I quit my job the career that I had built for you know two decades and went out on a limb and went, you know what, let's just give it a go. I'll go out on my own, create my own business. And I'm now, um, I do copy and content writing with um, specializing in storytelling essentially for people's businesses. So their web copy and their um, about pages, their bios, you know, who they are. And I think that links a lot with the writing side that I have from my from my author side too is that that storytelling side of things um, really linking together. So um, it's been a complete life change for me. I love that. So what industry were you in in corporate before you decided to reinvent yourself? Mm-hmm. I was working in consulting and coaching and training. So okay. businesses. It's- so then you decide, okay, I'm going to become a picture book, picture book author and you do, amazing. And then you go, I'm going to do a completely different career change in my day job as well and I'm going to become a copywriter um, and you do, fantastic. What does that feel like in your brain? I mean, I mean, in your soul, in, what does it feel like in terms of your, how, your attitude to work and your... Um, level of happiness uh well initially it was the first month of thinking well it was it's the wind up of okay I'm going to take this leap uh and there's obviously a a, from a security your security net your safety net is gone by that point and I'm very much a creature of habit I've never I, I generally have always stayed the course when it comes to career decisions and I've always gone for the safe option and um, and I was in a space where I was not happy where I was, and even I, I, having the support of um, my my husband as well in in saying, well, look, you know, we will we'll work it out. No matter if this is something you need to do, this is something you need to do. And I listening to various podcasts and things and different authors out there. There's that there's that conversation that comes sometimes is having you know that the partner that helps you to be to so that you can make these decisions too so I think that that became part of my safety net um being an independent person I didn't want it to be my safety net for long uh and then you have the you take the jump you take the leap and just expect that and hope that the universe will catch you and and land you exactly where you need to be uh, and I'm a big believer in putting things out in the universe and seeing and just hoping and wishing that what comes back uh, and so for me, that first month was was terrifying almost with I've, I've got to make this work. I've got kids, I've got commitments, I've got bills, you know, all of the things. But then you start to settle into it. And I think there was a day when I was, what well, my daughter and I spend a lot of time down on Balmoral Beach. It's kind of like at, in Sydney. It's a, a nice, happy place just walking along the beach. And um, there was one morning I was walking with her and watching her chase the cormorant that we see on our travels you know running up and down the beach with him and it was just one of those moments where I think it struck me I hadn't realized the change that I'd felt within myself but how much lighter I was the stress was gone it was a different level of stress but it wasn't the stress that I'd experienced for so long my physical but both physically and emotionally 
I hadn't realized how much I'd been holding onto and that moment of clarity of just looking up and going, this is, this is, this is amazing. I've, I've been able to have this opportunity to recreate and taking the leap wasn't that bad. And I am, I've, I've landed exactly um, where I feel I need to be at this point in time. And it's just changed out my outlook on life. It's changed the fact that I've got more time for my girls. Um, I'm not traveling all the time. I'm not taking on the stress. As I said, while there is a different level of stress from running your own business and there's stress with those sorts of things, it's it's just completely changed that outlook. I can, you know, have the freedom to choose um the the life that to be and to be able to create. And it's it's an amazing gift to be able to create an opportunity to create um something, especially with, you know, that makes hopefully makes and helps people, helps kids be happy and laugh. Because we all need that laughter. I think. I'm just completely emotional <laughs> right now because <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I just, I'm just so happy to to hear that. I'm just, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I'm just so happy to hear that because I love it when people discover the thing that you know really lifts them, um, and and makes them happy and gives them opportunities. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so when you decided to do the copywriting essentials course, what was the most uh, useful thing that you got out of it then? Um, from that was being able to understand that you can make money from writing <laughs> very plainly. Um, but no, but Bernadette was, and her course, especially with, with the way she teaches it. And I still listen to, um, I, I sort of think my, my Monday ritual has become, um, my podcast drops of, I'll listen to, so the, the, this podcast will drop and then I'll listen to Bernadette's podcast with the copywriting. And then I will listen to the first time pod, um, with Kate Mildenhall and, Catherine Collette and they've become my rituals every Monday um, which is you know just to start the week immersing myself into that writing kind of space and getting into that headspace for the week ahead um but I, I think with Bernadette's as well was yes it was learning that I can actually do this and there were so many practical tips and tools with how to get started uh and how to to structure yourself and I think that's the thing that that, that course probably gave me the the confidence to to go you know what this this is something there's there's other people out there that are doing it I'm I'm sure I can do it as well uh and after I'd done it I had a friend who was actually uh in writing in a writing space as well to, from a business perspective she was doing some content space stuff with another company and she said of course you can she said there's you know there's a lot out there she said but there's not you know there's not a lot in at the same time she said so give it a go uh, so that's what I found, yeah, with that copywriting essentials was just the ability to, yes, this, I can do that. And there's so many templates that come out of it and tools that you can get yourself set up and ready to go straight away. So you don't have to spend hours overthinking it. It's all just there and it's it's ready. Um, I'd love to. I'm sorry, I can't stop crying because <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> um. So I think taking that leap, as you say, that first month is potentially the most terrifying and taking that leap is the hardest thing. Practically speaking, how did you get your first clients? I actually reached out to um, to colleagues that I'd had within the industry that I'd been in and I wasn't, I, I was actually quite surprised that there was, you know, when you start <clears throat> 
And, and one of the things that Bernadette sort of mentions in the course is reach out to the connections that, that people know as soon as you, you this is what you want to do is let them know and you'd be surprised just what's out there. And that's what I found is when I mentioned, well, this is what I'm doing now, it started to, work started to come in. So that was a really useful tool was to, um, once you open up that door and, and and say to people, look, this is this is what it is and it's, this, oh, this is what I'm doing, I are you interested? Um, I'd also um, joined a group where um, there was a, a jobs board and things as well. So um, I jumped onto onto that and there were a couple of jobs that I started to do with those um, to get a couple of retainers, which helped too. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, it, it's just become a word of mouth thing for me which has been I feel very fortunate from that perspective because I haven't had to if you if anybody looks at my Instagram page for for Blackbird Collaborative which is the company that I have um for my content it's very it's got about two tiles on it at the moment they see more on my author page because I'm much more active on that um I don't I have my personal Instagram page as well when it's I think when you're trying to spread yourself across multiple channels it's at one point I have to kind of look back and go right where, where am I uh, going to from this perspective so um my second I'm now in my second year in business essentially or going into that second year and now it's that while the first 12 months are kind of tough and you're trying to figure it out I feel fortunate that I um just reaching out to the network that I had has been so um has been able to give me opportunity to to grow and and hit some great goals in those first 12 months plus also focus on getting um some fish out into the world too yes so basically the last couple of years have been one of uh ones of great change in 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 your life fast forward 5 years what's your ideal situation of the mix of kind of work and writing that you want to be doing look if I could go to five years I would love to just be focusing on writing books um that would be that would be my ideal so I have I'd love to have more picture books out there in the world <laughs> knowing as well that picture books take so long to get to market but then um also getting uh I've got a middle grade manuscript that I've been working through it feels like it's it's taking forever um the idea from this middle grade is that it would potentially it, it could stand as a standalone or it could expand into I'd love to expand it into a trilogy almost uh, and I have it all mapped out both in my brain and on on paper it's just getting the words onto the page or onto the page and getting it out there in the world so I'd love to have that out in the world I'd love to have more picture books out in the world and I'd love to just be focusing on writing books for kids uh, and getting laughter for, for for those kids as well for, and encourage kids into that reading space. So that's, that's well, where I'm going to be. <laughs> I have no doubt that that's what's going to happen. Congratulations on Some Fish Have Mustaches and on your basically your new life. And thank you so much for your time today, Heidi. Thanks so much, Valerie. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Heidi. I found her journey so inspiring and honestly, I could not be happier for her. Before we wrap up, I also just want to give a big shout out to Annika JJ, who kindly left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Annika gave the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. 
and said, thank you. You ask the real questions that make this podcast always surprising and informative. As a writer, there's always a little nugget of insight. Thanks, Val. Oh, well, thanks, Annika. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And thank you for taking the time to leave that review. And if you're listening, I would love to ask you a favor uh, to leave a review if you can on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice, because it really does help us in the rankings and helps other people find the podcast and, you know, get some tips about their own writing journey. Anyway, feel free to connect with the rest of the listener community on... um, on our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, just go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community and request to join. Love to see you in there. Feel free to connect with me directly on social media as well. I'm at Valerie Koo on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Writer. You'll find the show notes at writercentre.com.au slash podcast or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writercentre.com.au slash news where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions and much more.